Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast, a ministry of the Gospel Mission Network. This is your host, Steve Hannett, and I want to tell you that if you have always wanted to talk with somebody with a near-death experience and who has begun to taste what's on the other side and has come back to tell their story, well, this is the episode for you. Because my commitment to you is by the end of this episode, you are going to be encouraged about the mercy of God, the grace of God, the power of God, and the seriousness of really making a decision to follow Jesus Christ. And the Beal Podcast is uh, all about helping you to understand a biblical, sound understanding of God's promise to heal, to deliver, to save. And it's filled with testimonies and teachings and interviews uh, that are all aimed to help you do that. And today, I've got a a wonderful man of God. Uh, His name is Pastor Lowell Hicks. And uh, praise God, he's been in ministry for uh, 56 years. And he's going to be telling us his story of what happened to him and some of the lessons that God has taught him. Uh, This is somebody that I know is going to bless you. Uh, He has been evangelizing up and down the eastern and central part of the U.S. and Canada. Um, for a lot of years, he's been involved in mighty moves of God, uh, seeing healings uh, and demons cast out, people saved. Uh, he's pastored a number of churches, and right now he's pastoring Rivers of Living Water in Cleveland, Tennessee. And uh, we are just excited to have uh, Pastor Lowell uh, tell his story today. So, Pastor Lowell, thank you so much for being with us today. Glad to be here. Glad for the privilege, praise God. Amen. So I, I want to I wanna bring everybody in uh, to this story because there was a time in your life when uh, you were uh, 19 years of age. Uh, you kind of just wanted to do your own thing. You didn't really want to follow God. And, uh, and something happened that brought you to death's door. So um, talk with us a bit. Uh, bring us to uh, that <laughs> moment in your life. Uh, what happened? Well, I had um, kind of made up my mind that I was going to do as I pleased for as long as I wanted to. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, I'd been raised in, in church and heard uh, preaching and singing and all that. But I, I just didn't want that. So, uh, and I thought that I had, a, you know, a lot a life to live and I was going to live it my way. But uh, it on a warm Sunday afternoon in April, uh, some me and some friends, we went to uh, a lake and to swim. And uh, I just uh, was, was just swimming and enjoying herself and going from beach to beach and then I got to one, most of the time I try to, you know, wait out, feel it out. But that time I didn't do that. I just jump in, jumped in and took off. And uh, so uh, I got out there and I was going to go down. I was really tired to swim out and I turned and looked back and I was along pretty good ways away from the shore. And I went down, and I just panicked. And um, when I come back up, I was trying to get people's attention, but nobody, I, I didn't, 
feel like anybody was coming. And uh, I realized that uh, uh, that I was in trouble. And uh, the last thing I remember crying out was, my dear God, help me. And I felt a grip come around my left wrist. And um, then I experienced something that, you know, I thought in my subconscious mind that I had died and gone to hell. It was just uh, mm. uh, like uh, flames came up around the lower part of my legs and and my tongue thickened. And, and uh, uh, you know, I thought it was over. But I believe that grip was God's hand. Let's let's talk about this this idea that you felt flames around your feet. Um, you you share that you really think that you began to to go to hell. Yeah. That you began to experience hell. Um, do you think this had something to do with the idea that you, you didn't want anything to do with God, or you didn't want to go to church, you didn't want to pursue God, you kind of want to do your own thing? Was did that cross your mind? Did you realize, wow, I'm not right with God right now? Sure. It sure did. And um, it uh, really, uh, I just praise God that God was merciful to me at that point. Because uh, I believe truly that uh, he had to work for me or I would have I would have been out of here. Wow. And uh, I can't imagine the terror. <laughs> Um, of <clears throat> confronting the idea that says, "Oh no, I'm I'm headed for hell." I mean, just to begin to feel flames around your feet. I mean, that's that'll cause you to cry out for sure. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people today, Pastor, they don't realize how close they are no. uh, to hell. Right. Um, how far away they are from God and how close they are to hell because they, they won't give God the chance. You're right. Yeah. And there's so much out there today, you know, drugs and alcohol and this world is just, it seems it's getting worse and worse to me, but um, young people, there's a lot of young people out there that really need God, but they're... You know, drug addiction and alcoholism and all of that. Um, but um, all I know is that um, God reached down his hand for me. I know that for sure. So you believe that that, uh, that tight grip on your hand was, was God pulling you out? Pulling me out, yes, sir. Wow. Now, talk with us. So when, when you got out of the water, were you, uh, it, it sounded like maybe you needed, did you need to be resuscitated? Yes. or? Did they did they have to work on you? Yeah, yeah they paramedics were there and they were working on me, and uh, uh, they told my brother later that uh, you know they had tried everything, but I hadn't hadn't responded to anything, and they said, well, there's one more thing we can do, and if that don't work, then he's he's gone, and whatever whatever they did, well, I still believe God was one of really rescued me um, mm, but mm. Uh, uh, I came back and spewed water out of my lungs and stuff and and uh, came back to my conscious mind and uh, I thought you know I, I 
was uh, needing to talk to somebody. And, uh, on my way home, I dropped off my friends and I went on down and uh, I went by my best friend's house and his mom was sitting in the backyard. And I went out there and I started telling her what happened to me and began to cry and, and uh, um, she told me something that I never forgot. She said, uh, she said, I, I wouldn't doubt that you don't turn out to be a church of God preacher. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, that can't never happen. I couldn't ever do that. Wow. And uh, so uh, after all of that, I started going to church. Different. I'd go, you know, just kind of scouting around. And, uh, um, but I was still running, I guess. But uh, something else happened in my life. And uh, that day, I made up my mind that I was done with with all this stuff. And uh, I said, if I can get to church Sunday morning, I'm going to church. Mm. And that Sunday morning, when I went to church, uh, uh uh, uh, my brother was sitting in front of me and he turned around and he said, Lord, don't you think you need to go down to the altar? I said, no, not today. So he turned back around and I caught my, uh, my dad was sitting on the, out a little farther away and I caught the glimpse of him and he got up and he, he went down to the altar and when I saw that, then I got up. I didn't know which way I was going, if I was going out the door or to the altar. But I wound up in the altar. And that morning, Christ came into my life and changed me forever. Wow. You know, it really is important, I think, for us all to hear this. That you could be going to church for a long time. You could be raised around the singing and the preaching. But it isn't until that time comes that you're ready to surrender. Right. You're ready to really repent. Uh, Pastor Lowe, could you talk with us a little bit about the idea of repentance? Because I, I think that a lot of people hear that word, but they really don't know what that means, what it really looks like. What is this idea of repentance that, that you, really, you really decided to follow Jesus? Right. Well, you know, the first thing, you know, to repent, you've got to... Uh, You've got to ask forgiveness for your sins. And then you've got to invite Christ into your life. And, uh, you know, and I, at that point in my life, I was ready, I was ready uh, to do it. So repentance means uh, what I believe it is. It, it, is, a, it is a change. You know, and I knew that morning when I come up out of that altar, my life was changed. I was not the same anymore. Wow. So that's what real repentance is. Uh, you know, you know, I, I, I'm not against it, but, you know, a lot of people, they can repeat. You can repeat prayers after somebody, but if you don't really mean that in your heart, that is not going to get you anywhere. you got to really want Christ to come in. And he will come in, and he will change you. 
It's very powerful because there's a lot of people, and maybe you're one of them listening right now, that were, uh, were told by somebody else to pray a prayer. But you, in your own heart, you weren't ready. And I, I really believe what Pastor Lola is sharing now is so powerful because we have to want it. Jesus doesn't bombard us and force him, himself into our heart. He responds to the invitation. The Bible even says in the book of Revelation that he's knocking at the door. Yeah. He, he wants us to open the door. And if people have pushed religion on you before, please separate that from Jesus Christ inviting you because he's the king of kings and he knows your tomorrow. He knows what's coming the next day after. And today he's reaching for you to, to bring you life, to bring you forgiveness of your sins. And I really believe that what Pastor Lowell is saying is true, that God responds to the hungry heart that you really want to need and you really want to know that you're saying, God, I really want you. I, I want to be forgiven uh, of my sins because without that, let, let, let's go back to Pastor Lowell's story. He, he felt flames uh, around his feet. Uh, that, that was not a, a joke. And, and I believe we really need to understand that, that this is a life and death decision. This is not just, let me be a better person decision. This is, I need to be rescued from my sin, Amen. which is going to bring me to, to hell. The, the book of Romans, Pastor Lowe, let's, let's talk about this verse here a little bit in, uh, in the book of Romans chapter 6, um, in verse 23. I'll go ahead and read it, and maybe you can talk with us a little bit about it. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can you especially talk about this idea of eternal life being a, a gift uh, that is through Jesus? Well, uh, well you know, uh, when, when we're in sin, we're separated from God. And But when we come to him and we repent of our sins and we receive him into our heart, I thought about one thing when you were talking about the door. Jesus said, Behold, mm -hmm. I, I stand at the door and knock. And if you will open unto me, I will come in and I will sup with you. Uh, there's nothing like the fellowship of Jesus Christ in our life. And um, I saw a picture one time. Uh, of uh, uh, Jesus standing at the door, and I noticed something about that door, that there was no doorknob on the outside. Mm. The doorknob was on the inside. He will not come in if you don't want him in, but if you will open the door, he will come in, and he will sup with you. In other words, we'll have the fellowship of Christ. Uh, I, I'm, I am a definite believer that our relationship with God is we can talk to him, but he also can talk to us. Yes. And uh, that's the kind of relationship I have with him. It's not just uh, knowing, uh, you know, not just uh, going through life thinking maybe, but I know, I know in my heart mm. that he is in my life. 
What's so encouraging, too, is from that time that you made that decision and Christ responded to you, you've been serving him for 56 years. Right. It's so inspiring. That is so powerful because people don't continue to do something for 56 years like that unless you've got that relationship with him. Uh, I've got to ask you this question. So, uh, you know, this this idea that that eternal life is is a gift. Um, a lot of people will hear, you know, give your life to Jesus or God loves you. But it, it concerns me a little bit because sometimes they don't really understand the work of Jesus. Yeah. Like, what did Jesus Christ really do? I want to tell you, there's a lot of people who say they're sorry for their sins, but sorry is not enough. No. You know, you, you go in front of a judge and you say, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I did this. You still have to go to jail to pay the crime, even if you're sorry. And I think a lot of people misunderstand God because they say they'll come to the altar and say, I'm just sorry. But there's still a debt that has to be right. paid. There's still a punishment for the sin. Can you talk a little bit about what did Jesus do on that cross for us? Because there may be people listening now that really don't understand. They may have even been to church and hear about <laughs> Jesus. They need to know what Jesus did for them on the cross. Can you can you share that a little bit? Well, he shed every drop of blood in his body, and that blood is the atonement for our sins. We're washed in the blood of the Lamb, and uh, I believe that a real relationship with God is not, like you said, not just say, I'm sorry, but the second step is you got to turn. You got to. You got to. You, your life has got to turn around. You, and when he comes into your life, he you will turn around. You will start a new life. Uh, mm. I, I'm not. I'm not uh, fond of the thing. You know that people thinks that you can just say I'm sorry, and they think that's going to get them to heaven. But it, it's yeah. when you turn. And you you begin to walk uh, in in the footsteps of Christ. You were to be mm. followers of Him. You can't just, just say I'm sorry and go on about your business. You've got to really mean that in your heart. And uh, Christ will come in. That blood that He shed on the cross is is for the atonement. And you know. Uh, I, I, here's something that I think goes along with what you're, what you're talking about. When Jesus chose his disciples, he told them, he said, come, come and follow me. Mm. So if, if you really receive Christ into your life, he wants you to follow him. You know, and, and following him to me, to me, means that you get into the Word of God, you get into the presence of God, you get into the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. and you follow what that Bible teaches. You don't, uh, you know, there's a lot of do- lot of different denominations out there, but the only one that really matters is knowing Jesus in reality. Amen. Because, you know, there's a lot of people who say that it's it's kind of like, well, I said a little magical prayer, so I must be in heaven. Uh, No, no, we we must we must realize that 
Even the Bible says, bear fruit worthy of repentance. And there's, and, and this is all about, I think, a response to the love of God, right? You're meeting God, you're meeting him, and he bled for us so that we can have holiness. Right. He didn't bleed for us to just enable us to sin. Right. Amen. Paul speaks Amen. About I agree. in Romans chapter 6. Yeah, I mean, holiness matters today. It does. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people, they say, well, they have their own version of holiness. They say some sins are bad and some sins are not sins. Guys, I want to tell you, we're not the judge. We're going to be going in front of the judge, and only the judge is the one who has the authority to tell us what is and what is not sin. And it's so good to realize that his love, the love of God does not enable sin, but it delivers us from Amen. sin. I don't want to, amen. And I don't want to tell you that this brings healing. It does. It's a good thing. It isn't a harsh thing. It's a good thing that God is saying, I'm trying to rescue you from behaviors and uh, addictions and patterns of behavior and even thought patterns that are harmful. If God says that something's a sin, it's the love of God saying, I'm telling you that it's poison so that. <laughs> you will no longer eat it. Right. You will no longer partake of it. Now, Pastor Lowell, I want to ask you, you know, I, I know that you've seen God heal uh, people before. I mean, uh, obviously you've seen it in your daughter, Angela, which, which the Lord brought her uh, from a, a, mighty, a mighty work in her life, brought her back from, from tremendous injury from a car accident. And um, uh, tell us, you know, God is not just faithful to, turn us away from sin, but he's faithful to heal. Amen. He? He's, he's faithful to, to produce miracles. Um, what, what have you, what, what has God taught you about his healing promise in your 56 years of serving him? Um, you know, uh, the stripes that he took up on his back, that was for our healing. Uh, and uh, I, I believe that, uh, you know, uh, the the scripture says there in uh, Isaiah 53 and 5 uh, about by his stripes, we are healed. It didn't say we mm. might be. He says we are healed. Amen. So, uh, so that that's the full plan of God is is. Inward healing, outward healing, and he he's a, he's does miracles, signs, and wonders uh, all Amen. along the way, and I've seen I've seen a lot of it in my lifetime of what God can do. The deeper you get into the Scripture, at least this is what happens to me: the better we realize God is, and and His goodness is unsearchable. And, you know, I, I want everybody to realize if, if, if God will pull Pastor Lowell at the age of 19 out of the water to save his life, if he will produce healings in other people, the Bible says that God shows no partiality. It means that he loves each of us equally. He shed his blood uh, the same for each and every person. Um, and I, I want to encourage um each listener to check out episode number 38. I actually interviewed Pastor Lowell's daughter, Angela, episode number 38, um, and uh, it's entitled Steadfast Faith. And that episode 
records what Angela learned, and it was her dad who was one of the major people who relied on God's word rather than what the doctor said. And he literally, his faith defied what the doctor said, and, and it brought a miracle uh, into his daughter's life. And, and I, I want you to understand the simplicity of what's being brought here. God loves us. Love causes him to act. His actions deliver us from sin, and his work on the cross delivers us from the demonic, from, the, uh, from darkness. He's a living testimony over 56 years of serving God, of God's faithfulness. Well, Pastor Lowell, would you, uh, would you pray as the Holy Spirit leads you uh, to uh, pray for those who are listening right now? I know there may be people who need Jesus, and they, they need healing. Can you release a, a, a faith prayer upon them? Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for you, you paid the price that we could have life and have it abundantly. We thank you, Lord God, for reaching down your hand, Lord God, and saving us, and healing us, Lord God. And for those that are listening today, Lord, we pray, Lord God, that one may be lost and needs a Savior. Lord, we pray right now, Lord God, that you'd move upon the lost people. Lord God, cause them to realize that, that uh, the only way that we can escape hell is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, and I pray right now, Lord, for salvation to come to hearts and lives. Lord, and we pray for healing. Lord God, just let healing worship flow, flow in the name of Jesus right now, Lord God. By his stripes, we are healed, and we're believing for the healing touch of God to come upon people's lives right now in the name of Jesus, that that mighty power of God flow to every heart, to every life, move in mighty ways your wonders to perform. Lord, we're believing you and trusting you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Remember, it's about receiving it in your heart. Call on the name of Jesus. He's done the work. And his love will see it through. Oh, I pray you've been blessed today again. My name is Steve Hannett, and this is the Gospel Mission Network on the Be Healed podcast. And I'm excited to uh, have your testimony. Send us even your questions to contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org. And we look forward to hearing from you. We'd also love to keep you on our mailing list, let you know of, of things that would be happening, connect you to other resources we have. Just text the word HEALING to 94000 and we'll get you connected. God bless you. We love you. Remember, check out Angela Atkins' testimony on episode number 38. And God bless you. We'll talk to you next week. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel, 
Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.